The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, Brad Whisker. Yes, Andrew Gross. There you go. Uh, we were going to talk about, we still will, 10 top obscure ticket-triggering driving rules in Canada. But before we do, speaking of rules, we mentioned at the bottom of the first half hour about uh, the shoplifter that got caught, Charles Ning, and then that got us talking about shoplifting, and it has engaged some of our listeners. So I don't want to ignore these texts that are coming in, um, like this one. I got caught shoplifting at 10 years old. They called the police and my mother. I disappointed her so badly she cried. I never stole again. That from Steve. Yeah, watching your mom cry, that's the worst. That's the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed cry. Oh, I know. And when that cry comes out, you feel like the biggest piece of garbage. Yeah, that's not what you were going to say, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did that job. Uh, I got I caught my own cousin shoplifting. Brutal situation. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And I work at Walmart. A couple of years ago, I remember two girls who got caught stealing. They had to wait for their parents. They looked so scared as they waited for their parents. I walked by them because I was on my way to fill a break for a greeter. And uh, this this way, it makes you learn the hard way. I was seven and got caught stealing a pack of toffee, and I've never stolen anything since. And Larry uh, says, and he's now 60 and hates thieves. See, now, if you're young enough but still wise enough, say you're 13 or 14, you know if you shoplift, police aren't really going to do much. They come in just because it's part of the protocol. So that really isn't the scary part. It's the parents. Mm. And that... That's, that uh, is your first interaction with police, though. That is... Yeah, that would be intimidating, but mm-hmm. I would still be more scared of, at least when I was growing up, my mother and my father. Yeah. And I gave my mom that... I'm not mad, disappointed, cry on more than one occasion. And thinking back to it, just how guilty and awful I felt as a person after that happened. Because when you do it, you know it's bad, but you think you're going to get away with it. You always do. Yeah. No matter what it is, whether you've cheated on a test at school, stolen something from a department store, what have you. But once you get caught, you immediately at that age think of, oh my God, my parents Mm. are going to kill me for doing this. Do you know the opposite of that? Have you ever been falsely accused of shoplifting? Not falsely accused of shoplifting. I've been falsely accused of one time there was um, in high school it happened that a teacher had left the test results or the test answers on her Mm, desk Yeah, and somebody had found it and passed it around and I just couldn't bring Suspicion myself to do it. Suspicion turned to you? Or? Well, not for me stealing it, but because I did so well on the test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I actually studied. <laughs> yeah. So they were calling the parents around. They called my mom. And mom picks up the phone and, hi, it's Mrs. So-and-so. Uh, your son did exceptionally well on this test. And we found out that it was stolen because a lot of the, the students got the exact same questions right on every single test. And my mom lost it because she's like, my son was at home. I, I saw oh, she him defended his... you. Well, yeah, because I was actually studying at home. There was a story behind it. So I just studied really hard. I guess that makes me a nerd back then or right. something. But, you know, it, a lot of the students Well, had you did, not normally gotten good marks in tests? Not in that particular class. I was oh. brutal in science. So that's right. why I was studying so hard because I needed to pass. I didn't want to go to summer school. Yeah. So I buried myself in my room like, I have to pass. I have to pass. So I'm, you know, three, four hours a night going through the books. I ended up passing the class. But by the right reason, whereas others had stolen the test and hmm. didn't work out so Did well. Did they eventually catch the culprit? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, suspension, which yeah. is such a weak move to me. <laughs> I know. That's like... That's like uh, your boss telling you you got an extra week of vacation. Yeah, or hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you a paid day leave. Okay, you, you shouldn't well, have done that. That's the best. You shouldn't have done that. If you could make a list, because I want to get to these obscure uh, driving rules, but if at some point you could make a list, because you, you know this place better than I do, of uh, things that you can do to get paid suspension, and and just leave it on my desk. That'd be, or leave it on yours and I'll steal it. Like I don't. I don't want you to be caught with this. When I was working at Zeller's, they had a no cell phone policy. I was 18. I'm obviously going to be on my cell phone. I'm trying to make plans with my friends, <laughs> right? Like, it's just going to happen. Employee of the month. So the, so the manager walks by and catches me doing this. Give me your phone. No, not a chance. I'm not giving you my phone. That's not happening. This is the day before we could enter passcodes and everything, right? Like, yeah. I had a flip phone back then. So I said, no, no, no. An hour later, they call me up to the manager's office. They said, you're suspended with pay for three days. Really? Oh, I am? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you're telling me I have three days off with pay? But that goes on your permanent Zeller's record. So something to keep in mind. Yeah, that company's doing really well now. (laughs) All right. uh, Because coming up between three and four, we're going to be talking to politicians. Bev Eslinger and uh, Brian Mason. So I want to get some of these out here. Anytime I promise the listeners we're going to do something, I like to actually deliver, if at all possible. So I've had this list for a while. I thought it was funny. I knew the day would come in which uh, uh, I'd have the opportunity to tell you. So if you're you're from Ontario, aren't you? I am. Born and raised in Ottawa. So you're probably well uh, versed in Ontario uh, motor vehicle uh, regulations. In Ontario, if you're driving in the country and decide to race that big black Arabian in the field beside you, you know. Have you ever done that? Try so to keep many up times. with a horse. Yeah, I wish I could tell you how many tickets I got for doing that. <laughs> or if you're tempted to outrun a deer, moose, or other animal prancing in the ditch, uh, you could be fined eighty-five dollars under Section One Seventy-Four of the Highway Traffic Act. Uh, the same fine applies if you deliberately frighten a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Deliberately frightened. Who's issuing that ticket? Well, could you imagine you're driving down a residential street and some (laughs) cops in an undercover car are on a stakeout? (laughs) Billy, did you just see him scare that squirrel with his horn? That guy's nothing but a squirrel scarer. (laughs) We we gotta pull him over. (laughs) What happens if you dispute that ticket? Who who appears in court? The squirrel? (laughs) There's a lot of these, you know. I'm sure a ticket hasn't been issued in 100 years, but they're still sitting on the books, right? Also in Ontario, $85 fine uh, allowing fuzzy dice, dream catchers, or other objects to obscure the view out of your front windshield, producing excessive smoke, fumes, or noise is also $85. Having more than four lighted headlamps. Who has more than four... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where, are you, where are you putting them? Uh, failing to lower your high beams, that's a good one. And not displaying a right-hand drive vehicle sign for imported cars. Uh, failing to leave one meter while passing a cyclist or unnecessarily slow driving. All $85 fines. Some of those are good laws. Yeah, some of those are good. They're not. It's kind of like the list we had yesterday where it was what people considered a guilty pleasure. I mean, these these are some of those are decent fines. Yeah. They're not that obscure. To I guess me. they're all under the same subsection, okay. though. So yeah. Okay. Uh, have you ever pulled your little brother or cousin on a skateboard, rollerblade, toboggan, skis, or bicycle with your vehicle? If you do it in Ontario, uh, once again, an eighty-five dollar fine. Uh, the act also makes it, uh, ironically, a no-no for failing to share the road or reversing on a highway. It's ironic because you are 
sharing the highway when you pull your cousin on a skateboard. But also, I mean, totally makes sense. Have, I've, I've done it. Have I you? mean, I haven't pulled anyone. I've certainly oh. been pulled. Been on the back? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I've never done not? anything. No? Come on. Kids today. Uh, in some provinces, you can receive a ticket for texting in your car on private property. So in Ontario and Quebec, distracted driving laws don't apply to private property. But in other provinces, including Alberta, uh, you can get a ticket while in a drive through for example, if you're waiting your turn to move the car and text. And I know we had a story about somebody who did, although the police officer at the time said, we saw him distracted long before he was in the drive through right. That just happens to be where he caught up to him. In Quebec, anyone who cuts through a St. Huber parking lot or other private property to avoid a stoplight or stop sign, $100 fine. I love how they singled out St. Hubert. R- really weird. Very popular, I guess. It's a great spot. Uh, (laughs) I've been through Quebec numerous times. It's a good spot. (laughs) So people, that's got to be, you know, the the group from St. Hubert are going to, we're a little tired of throwing more chicken down only to discover they're not staying. In my old uh, province, PEI, an obscure rule says drivers who pull out to overtake another vehicle must honk before passing. Oh. Yeah, actually, I was taught that when I got my license. That's how, uh, while rarely enforced or practiced, it's not actually such a bad idea in theory to let your presence be known because at some point you're in their blind spot, right? Yeah, it's a good move. I'm, I'm surprised it's a, you know, a law. Do you know if I were to honk while passing somebody in Alberta, I'm getting the finger. Oh, you're getting the finger or they're going to just tail you for yeah. the next five kilometers. Or they're, it's going to be like, hey, well, thanks for letting me know, and they'll speed up. Yeah. Uh, In B.C., if you're not using the left lane to pass, I love this one already, uh, not allowing traffic to merge or not preparing for a turn, otherwise hogging the left lane for no reason, it's a $167 fine and three points. We need that here. Do we? We need that here. We do need that here. Yeah, 100%. Up and down Highway 2. We That's can pay I, off the debt. It's exactly. <laughs> yeah, the we mentioned it to dollars. Brian Mason when he's on. If you'd like to balance that budget before you go, you go. $167 for anyone who doesn't pull over from the left lane, we'll have it paid off by next weekend. Um, this, by the way, applies to highways where the speed limit is more than 80, though. So there is a slight caveat on that. Uh, if too many people are stuffed into your uh, VW Beetle, that this is not how the law reads, but just as an example, or three large people, really, if too many people are stuffed into a vehicle or three large people are occupying the front seat of your pickup, they could be crowding the driver, which is grounds for a ticket in Ontario aimed more at passenger vans in which drivers might pack 13 into a 10 passenger van. Um, the penalty is three demerits under the province's Highway Traffic Act. I feel like you could... That seems discriminatory. I was just going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm sure you could go to court and claim discrimination. How do you justify a large person? How do you ask? That's... A, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, like, if you, you're out with your wife and his sister at your police... You know what I mean? Like, are, police, could you... Would you mind your, telling me how much you weigh? The combined weight of you two. <laughs> oh, is, that, it, is it uh, 400 plus or... I just got shudders at you even saying that out loud. Well, that's what I mean, though. That's You go to court for that. There's no way a judge would agree and continue on. Hmm. Right? No. You'd hope not. I'm just reading some of these laws. In Quebec, leaving a child under the age of seven in a vehicle, even if it's to run in and grab some smokes or a double-double, while the child is asleep in the back seat is a violation of the province's highway safety code, which specifically bans such reckless parenting. Well, that in Quebec, that should be everywhere, shouldn't it? 
I'm trying to figure this one out. Three demerits can also be levied for driving or operating a vehicle on a closed road or crossing a divided road where no proper crossing is provided. Oh, I see. So, like, field to field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Hmm. All right, there's some obscure uh, driving laws for you. We'll take a break, uh, sell some stuff, and uh, be right back. So, uh, Brad. Yes, Andrew. Uh, we'll have to get you, maybe I can loan you my tablet so that you can see the texting line because you don't have a computer over there. And I normally bring my own tablet in to see our texting page. Right. And I turned to look at our texting page and you heard me gasp. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And you were immediately like, whoa, whoa, what's wrong? I gasped because people are still texting us about what they've stolen. And you can be the judge as to when you think I might have gasped. While okay. reading this, okay. although with regard to uh, odd driving laws, uh, Darcy wants to know if you honk before passing and scare the other driver, is that a fine similar to the squirrel infraction? That's a great question. Something debated in court. Um, you decide. Now, these are people, and I know sometimes you're driving, you, you hear a topic, and, and you have to wait until it's safe to do so to text us. So we've moved on, but then your text comes in, and I'm always happy to go back and take another look. So here we go. Uh, Andrew, when I was 10 years old, I had gone shopping with my mom to Safeway in Meadowlark. When we got home, she asked me where I got the candy, and I said I took it. She took me back to the store, made me apologize to the store manager, and told him to make me wash floors for half an hour. That from Grant. That's a good mom. Uh, shoplifting. When I was 12, my buddy's dad worked at a GM dealership. We took his key ring, copied them all, then went back to the dealership and took various brand new vehicles for joy rides. Insert gasp right here. Um, the police pulled us over one night. He came to the window, started to ask for my driver's license, then said, "Ah, can't say the word, never mind. After a few hours at the police station, my dad was called to pick me up at four in the morning. He never said a word to me until we were leaving. Tossed me the keys, said, you want to drive? I said, no, thanks, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my older sister stole lip gloss for my 11th birthday. She got caught, and when the store called my parents, my mom directed them to call the police, lay a charge, and go to court. We all had to go to court to watch her, get a lecture from the judge. They all commended her for making my sister go through the process, scared the crap out of her. That must have been in a small town if the store owner called the mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, how else would you know in Edmonton, hey, I just happened to see Hannah the other day <laughs> steal some lip gloss. <laughs> that had to be in a small town. Well, you know, Edmonton is a small city, and each community is a small town within itself. So Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I got falsely accused of stealing a car and driving it off the dock into uh, Lac La Biche Lake. My mom finally believed me because I can't swim. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about you said earlier that a call to the police is one thing a call to the parents is another you said you're more scared of the uh, parental call uh, parents aren't like that now kids today are raised by a book not by the parents parents today wrap their kids in bubble wrap and this one uh, got caught stealing playboy magazines when i was 10 my mom made me take them back to the store some of my classmates were there when I took them back. It was so embarrassing. Never stole again. That from Oilers Brad. I'm surprised they didn't applaud him at 10 years old. No. Good for you. 
taking it back? <laughs> Good for you, buddy. Well, taking the Playboys. Well, back then, and I don't know how old Brad is now, but those sorts of magazines were not on display. You, oh no, no, they they would cover them up with a like a sort of a shelf, and so you, and they were up high typically. Kind of I like, don't know how they sell them now. Kind of like cigarettes behind the counter, just behind a blank. Yeah, like they would have the title of the magazine. You could see that, but okay. you couldn't see anything on this. So you had to reach up and pull it out. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just about got caught stealing two cartons of Rothman's cigarettes during the summer between grade one and grade two. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we dropped one carton and got away with one. Taught me to make sure if you steal, take two, drop one, and be able to run faster than your partner. That's solid advice. Stealing my friend's sandwich at work was always funny. Eating it in front of him, even funnier. He says, oh, we have the same sandwich, I reply. Sort of. <laughs> there you go. Wow. A little surprised by the number of people who apparently I appreciate the crime. Honest. I appreciate yeah, the Yeah, no, absolutely. You know the Rothman one? That just kills me. Between grade one and grade two. And Rothman's. You're not yeah. a... Oh, yeah, you're a smoker. Yes. Rothman's is a pretty serious cigarette. Yeah, that's a that's a heavy dose yeah. of, of nicotine and That's like Export A. Do they still sell those? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was out of smokes one time uh, going from uh, Cape Breton to Prince Edward Island. I was leaving at like 5 in the morning to catch the ferry, to catch the first ferry. And my father-in-law then at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh. He's like, there, you know, Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. Is there a convenience store open? Like the question should have been, is there a convenience store? But he was like, no, no, no. I told him why. He's like, oh, I'll take a pack of mine. And it was Export A's. That might as well be drugs. Like that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just one drag. <laughs> What did I just, you know, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. Is this a real cigarette? Is the ferry actually floating above the water level? <laughs> um, speaking of uh, hallucinogenics, and I know that oftentimes uh, that guy in the morning, what's his name? Bruce Bowie? No, Ryan Jesperson. Oh. Uh, he often talks about uh, marijuana. And uh, we live in a changing world these days, of course, with marijuana legalized, uh, being legalized October 17th? That's the plan. There you go. Uh, pretty uh, solid that date, I suspect, right? Uh, so, you know, the, uh, and we've talked to counselors about this. We talked to Michael Walters last week that we'll have to get it legalized and then figure out, figure it out from there, basically, is what he said. You know, that where the regulations will have to be and, and what you'll have to do. But one of the things that uh, people are trying to get ahead of is the anticipated demand um, for people who know how to grow marijuana. These big companies that have gotten the licenses to grow, they need people who specialize or know, have the understanding of how to grow marijuana. Which is funny. I'm, wa I'm watching Weeds right now. This is the new show that we've... It's seven seasons of Weeds. Did you watch it when it was out? I love that show. Oh, I see. I'd never seen it, but now that's our nighttime show in bed. We watch Weeds. Right on. We're at that Are point. Are you enjoying it? I am. We're in, uh, like, episode two to f season two, in which she discovers that she doesn't have the ability to actually grow weed. So are you getting to that point now in the show? Usually it's like season two where you decide if this is going to be binge-worthy. Like, no, we're not going to binge. No? No, because that's our show before we go to bed. So if we binge, that, then we got to find a new show to watch before we go to bed. Well, that's not hard. It is hard. We've watched a lot of shows. It has to meet certain criteria, though, not the uh, least uh, most important of which is that my wife is prepared to watch it. Anyways, Ols College has stepped up. Uh, now, universities across the country have done this, but Ols College here in Alberta is the latest to launch a cannabis production course and uh, a little bit of uh, tongue-in-cheek wording here, welcoming its first crop of students uh, this past week. The course involves two months of online education 
and that ranged from the basics of plant life cycles to the legislative rules in handling pot and caring for cannabis plants. Students also get two weeks of on-the-job training at a cannabis company in the Oles area, which I assume would be Sundial Growers, because that's the big... Yeah. Company down there. I'd love to see the requirements. You know when you go online to apply for a course or a program yeah. in college? Yeah, we need this. We need that. Have you been smoking weeds yeah, since you, you were 17? Yeah, do you have any practical experience yeah. in this area of... Hmm. Have, have you illegally grown at home and now want to try and practice it legally? <laughs> Come and join our program at Olds. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, Sundial it, Grower says they, they're looking to recruit 250 people. Wow. Maybe more in the next year. You said the program is what, two months? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it involves two months of online education. Yeah, yeah, two months program. Two months online, and then you have to do a placement of two weeks, and suddenly you're able to get a job at a grow-up, essentially. Huh. The changing world we live in. Seriously. Yeah. Would you be happy? You're not a parent, but would you nope. be happy if your child said, this is the course I want? I mean, what am I, what am I supposed to say at that point? They're an adult going to college. I guess. Right? You've mentioned it a few times on the show to when it comes to parenting and your your children are adults. You can only do and say so much, and they're just going to do what they want. My theory on parenting in general, as far as directing your child, and by child, I'm a parent, so my 33-year-old is still my child, right? Of course. Um, it's been my observation that all the uh, really important work was done before they were six. <laughs> like trying to change their direction at 16 or 26 not going to happen. No. All the values that you will instill in your children, you have instilled in them by the time they're six or seven. And it has very little to do with what you've said to them. It has more to do with what you've done around them. They, they absorb those values. They figure it out. And oftentimes it's what's most annoying about your children is that, you know, you end up with like four really opinionated, headstrong children. And you're like, I don't know why you're fighting me. Right. Then you realize you've done that your entire life. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.